Hey, TK Show is sponsored by South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Northern California's number one volume dealer. Check them out at SouthCountyChryslerJeepDodge.net or drive a little and save a lot in friendly Gilroy. Coming to you from the San Jose Mercury News, the Bay Area News Group, it's the TK Show. Now here's your host, Tim Kawakami. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show. This is, surprise, the 100th episode of the TK Show. Need some, I didn't think we might make it through three or four or five, but uh, this is 100. And I want, <laughs> I want to have a special guest, one who believed in me the whole time. I knew you believed in this show. You, you, you were I... supportive all the way through. <laughs> uh, it's the uh... Warriors, General Manager, President, Major Domo, Chief. What other title do you got now, Bob? I'm not sure. Nah, Bob Myers. Yeah, yeah, uh, great to have you sufficient. on, Bob. Great to yeah, have you thank on. Thank you. I... Uh... I knew when you were in L.A. covering up my, <laughs> my my stellar career as a Bruin that you had a bright future and that one day you'd have 100 podcasts and I'd be your guest. I, yeah, I, think I we knew d- all this stuff. We discussed this, the night, I think, in the in 1995 in the yeah. Kingdom, right before the yeah. Final Four. You and I had a talk we about it. We knew it. it. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Bob, you're going to be the president of the like, Warriors. I, uh, <laughs> I'm happy for you. Well-deserved. And uh, it is an honor to be invited to be the hundredth guest so thank you very much you got some weight on your shoulders now bob you think like signing durant's heavy responsibility 100th episode of tk show you, you carry some things there well let's just talk about what you've seen from the team they played last night in san jose i was actually covering a football game so i wasn't there but uh the clippers game the other day was fantastic what did you think from this last one and, and uh, are there any things that you guys are ironing out well, what, what do you feel about the way the preseason is going so far um some good, some not so good, probably like we expected. Uh, Steve, I think, has been a little frustrated with the turnovers, which which I think the players have as well. That The game against the Clippers, I guess, was good because it showed our guys what we're capable of. I don't anticipate many games going that way, mm-hmm. but it shows that it's possible. And then the last couple, I mean, preseason's so hard to gauge. We're still trying to figure out rotations. we got a lot of new guys. Um, I mean, mostly I've been pleased with the effort and practice guys have been practicing hard a lot of unselfish basketball going on so overall i'd say good but um you know it's just the, the merit it's just the uh, race has just begun so we'll see it a lot of, a lot of twists and turns will be coming up i imagine yeah steve's mentioned that maybe kevin durant had took some time to kind of adjust to, to the offense and maybe move more uh, instead of just standing to the side. Did you notice that, or is it something that maybe only a coach and Turan himself would say, okay, that he can be better at this? No, I mean, Steve talked about it a little bit, even you know back a month or two, how he wanted to ins- you know, instill Kevin into what we do and put him in a position, and much like Harrison last year, where you know, a lot of times back cutting to the basket, you know, curling off a, a screen, just, just more movement that maybe Kevin would, had been used to, and you know, it's an adjustment. I mean, our offense requires a lot of passing, a lot of movement from our bigs, from every position. Um, and, you know, really, but Greg Popovich probably pioneered that type of motion. Uh, stems from Mike D'Antoni, stems from Europe. Um, so it's it's fun to watch, too. And it's it's going to take some time, I think, for, for the players to gel and understand where each wants the ball. Our second unit's going to have to 
figure out a little bit more of what they want to do. I don't know how Steve's going to play, you know, the guys that are the starters. Is he going to have a few of those guys stay in the second unit? I mean, he's talked about that, keeping one of those four guys on the floor instead of five guys in, five guys out. So it's a work in progress. We have a week of practice now without games. So Steve's really looking forward to kind of figuring out some things. We really need this practice mm-hmm. time. So it should be good to see what happens. Yeah, because you booked a first preseason game like one day in the training camp. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I think Travis went, <laughs> Travis did that. I said, what are we doing? No, but um, it's fine. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, in a way it was a little bit of a wake-up call because yep. I think some people thought it was going to be easy. And uh, it's clearly not. So, um, but yeah, now we got a week of practice. We'll see what we can do with it. There's some guys that we haven't really seen. Uh, well, one one guy we have seen, Patrick McCaw, is just jumping off the screen every time you see him. Did you foresee this kind of energy, this kind of action at him, or is it, it, what he's doing impressing even you? Uh, no, I didn't see it coming this quick. I, and I think it's still preseason, it's still summer league, so we'll see how it develops. But he certainly has shown he has a chance to be in the rotation. I think the veterans are respecting what he does out there. But, you know, Larry Harris, Travis Schlank, Kirk Kent, uh, Lamont, all our scouts, all the guys that saw him during the year were pretty high on him. Jerry West saw him as well when he came in to work out, I think, for us. He, he played in Chicago. So there was a there was a high praise of uh, Patrick prior to drafting him. I think we all would agree that we didn't know it would come this fast. Mm. Um, but the, the interesting thing, Tim, is – I think we kind of need him. Uh, yep. We need the wing depth. We don't have it. I mean, if, if either Ian or or Patrick had been inadequate or not able to step into that role, I, we would have had to bring in another guy. Because yep. Barbosa, you know, was a wing guy that we lost. Brandon Rush was a wing guy that we lost. Um, so, obviously Harrison. So, so we lost some wings. And, you know, not having a great amount of money to, to put out there to get them, it's been important that Ian and, and McCaw step in. And thus far, they've been pretty good. Now, there's some guys that we haven't seen, and maybe you haven't seen them much practice either because they've been hurt. Uh, Damian Jones, uh, Elliot Williams, Kevin Looney. What What's the status of those guys? I know Looney got back out on the court in the game last night, but uh, mm-hmm. have you been able to see anything out of them? And, and how do you fit that into the way you shape the roster? Well, it's hard. I mean, Elliot we've seen the most of because he played in our D-League team, and he's he's just he's coming off just getting his knees right and so he just hasn't been able to do a lot but we kind of know what he can do he's been up in in the nba on 10 days and things like that uh, he's a guy we'll keep our eye on uh to see what he can do but we have a familiarity of what he brings looney mostly just have seen him in college I mean, he played a little bit last year in the d league he's gonna have to really get back to just playing a lot of basketball he wasn't able to play much in the last year um with two hip procedures he rebounds really well He's got to find his way. Um, how are we going to use him? The good thing is Casey Hill, our D-League coach, mimics our system, hmm. uh, is, is in constant dialogue with Steve Kerr. So Looney will probably get some chances to grow, which, which we're fully supportive of. And then Damon Jones, you know, mostly, again, college. He uh, had a pec injury, pectoral tear uh, leading up to the draft. He can do things as far as uh, on his feet, running, jumping. Uh, we're being uh, conservative and not putting him out there with live contact. You have that pectoral injury. It's uh, it's something you don't really want to re-injure. So he provides something uh, in the way of athleticism and length uh, that we don't really have. I mean, JaVale McGee has given us a little bit of that in the preseason. Pachulia is not that player. David West is not that player. Even Draymond's not that player. You know, if you can draft a wing that's big and athletic, you give it a go, and we'll see how he develops. Damian Jones is a guy that if you went and scouted him, 
would do at least one thing, hopefully more than one, on the court that would leave you saying, that guy's a pro. Now, the question will be, can he string it all together? Um, and that's what we're going to have to find out when he starts getting back in practice, probably down in the D-League for a little bit. All right, Bob. Well, listen, uh, you know, you know, the, you know. Dear Honda, Toyota, Ford, Chevrolet, Kia, Nissan, Subaru, and Smart Buyers, do you want more car for less? Shop and compare at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Why buy an expensive Sienna or Odyssey when you can get a 2017 Chrysler Pacifica? Why get a Ram 4 when you can get a 2016 Cherokee? Jeep Renegade, $18,999. Grand Caravan, just $16,999. Jeep Patriot, for only $10,999. Wow! Why would you buy anywhere else? I was asking Steve about this the other day. You, you count them up, the way Steve plays, you, you have six or seven centers on this roster if you're counting JaVale McGee, and that's not even counting Draymond, who obviously is going to see some time there. Can you? I mean, is, is there a numbers game here with JaVale, or is he somebody that you might just have to make room for and say it doesn't matter what the roster count is? Well, I think the good thing is we have a lot of bigs. I mean, that's hard to find. Usually as your season goes along, you, you wake up, and you, whether it's the general manager or your coach, and you feel like you, you have no depth at that position. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of depth there. Um, you know, but we kind of have to. We've had to have center by committee, whether through injury or trying to play different styles throughout the year. Uh, so it'll be interesting. He is using David West a little bit more at the five, which David is, is getting used to. Patrulia has always been a five. Uh, I don't know. In times, he's used McAdoo at five. Obviously, Verizhao is only a five. Damian Jones, probably only a five. Um but Draymond makes it makes it so that if you're in the game with Draymond, you know, if he's the five, you know, then is West the five? Is Draymond the, who's guarding the center? Cousins last night was very, very difficult uh, for, for Pachulia. So who matches up with a guy like him? And I think that some of it is experimentation to figure out, Tim, you know, what's the best what's 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 the best lineup against this specific team? Our job, my job uh, in my role and in, in, in our front office is to give the coach as much versatility as possible. It's, it's kind of like you're a football team that can run, you can pass, you want to be able to defend the run, defend the pass. Uh, we're trying to give them tools. And then Steve Kerr obviously has been brilliant at how to utilize them. But you want as many different kind of players as you can put on a roster um, because matchups, obviously in the playoffs you see, uh, matchups can dictate the outcome of a series and you want to have guys that can play different styles. You mentioned Steve, uh, and I know he doesn't love talking about his health because he's out there, he's coaching, but he definitely seems, uh, I say, way ahead of where he was last season at this point. I mean, do you, do you just note in your mind, okay, this thing's going pretty well with Steve? Yeah, I mean, it's a process with Steve. It's uh, it's day-to-day, really. It's it's something that he's been dealing with, but I do think he's obviously better, uh, much better than last year, like you mentioned. He, he couldn't have coached last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. he wasn't coaching this time of year. And that was a struggle. Uh, clearly, it was a struggle recognizing that he wasn't going to be able to do something he loves and then us trying to figure out how to go forward with Luke. And Luke, it's been well documented how well he did. So, uh, But he's, he's in a good spot, keeps getting better. And I, I think he's invigorated by by the coaching of his team. He's excited about all the new guys. And, but he's doing good. It's great to see him kind of feeling better, which is uh, obviously important for, for our whole organization. How has the you know you bring Mike Brown in replace Luke and Willie Green's added? Have, have you seen how that's shaken out? Uh, has it been an easy adjustment? Uh, is it a little bit of, of a different kind of staff right now? Yeah, it is. I mean, everybody it, new people make it make it different, and and clearly, uh, you know, this is a situation where we've got a little bit of a different group, different staff. Uh, Mike Brown being one of them, also Willie Green, but. 
both well-accomplished guys, both guys that, you know, really have been coaching and have been doing a great job of coaching. Mike's been a head coach and he brings experience. He's a Spurs disciple, which you want as many of those guys as you can get. You guys are becoming the mini Spurs here, by the way. I know. Well, no, well, yeah, I think there's a compliment. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they're, 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 uh, they're the beacon of professionalism, success, all that. So Mike Brown spent a lot of time with them over the last few years too. So we think it's good, but it takes time, Tim. I mean, it takes time to assimilate new players, new coaches, anyone new in the organization. There'll be an adjustment period. Last year really kind of was the antithesis. All the same guys, uh, pretty much uh, mostly the same coaches. We did lose Alvin. But players, I mean, I think we were pretty much the same roster. Yep. So we, we hit the ground running. And that's where you see 24-0. That's where you see the great regular season. I've said it before. I, I don't foresee the same success in the regular season by this team because basketball is a sport that requires cohesion it requires chemistry uh much like we saw on the olympic team this year you can't just throw a bunch of talented individual players on the court and expect anything dominant it takes time uh in different different personalities different styles of play so i anticipate it to be some nights look really good like we've seen and then some nights we struggle and hopefully on the nights we struggle we have enough to get the get the win but um it's been so so written that it's going to be easy and that we've accomplished something already and the reality is it's not going to be easy and we haven't really accomplished anything uh, so it'll be it'll be fun to watch it all uh, evolve well, let's go back to the summer when you guys are recruiting Kevin Durant go out to the Hamptons uh, then you then he agrees to come to that he's going to sign it but in the in the meantime there's a few days that you're waiting you get back out you go out back out there and you visit him again just I hadn't heard of that before. I know I've talked to you a little bit about it, but mm-hmm. how did that come about and, and how receptive was were Kevin and his people for you to come out and just kind of hang out with him for a little bit? Well, yeah, I, um, a couple things on that. He, when I got the phone call on July 4th that he had chosen us, you can't really sign a player. I think until the seventh yep. or something like that. Yep. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know him at all. I, I barely knew his agent, Rich Kleiman. Yeah. Um, I didn't know his, you know, his, his whole his whole uh, group, um, and thus I felt the need to. And I think they shared the same thought of we were just beginning a relationship, and let's get to know each other. And um, how do we do that best? I knew, and I think they knew. Once he landed in Oakland, um, like you know, the the the, the momentum of signing media um, all the attention he was going to garner was going to probably take away any opportunity of some type of solitude and quiet conversation so for me going to the hamptons and for them inviting me and letting me go was um you know it was great as far as let's get to know each other let's put some equity in this relationship and and you know it's i got out there and and kevin's pretty quiet i'm sure you've talked Mm -hmm. to him um, but I started building a rapport with his, with his, now his business manager, or business partner, Rich Kleiman, and, and, and his father was there and, and some other people in his life, Charlie Bell. So it was it was good to finally, you know, have some conversation. W- who are you? What are you about? Where, how'd you grow up? And, you know, what, what's life like for you and what, what expectations do you guys have um, now that you've chosen us? And all those things you'd think you'd have a ton of time to go over, but you really don't. Um, that's the most I've conversed with, with Kevin uh, when I did go back out there, uh, you know, quietly since we signed him. I mean, and, and since then, I, you know, you have a little spots here and there, a little, hey, how's it going? But not, 
not to that level of depth. So I thought it was important. I mean, I think there's a humanity to all this. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks, you know, you just sign a guy and he's on your team and you don't have to know anything about him. Uh, we, we try to get to know our guys. And um, in, in, in the moments that are difficult or when adversity comes, you have a little bit of a foundation in the relationship. So it was nice of them to allow me to go. I uh, had some good lunches, a dinner, um, went over to the house they were staying at and just talked. Talked about basketball, talked about life. And I think it was a great beginning. It really was a good beginning. Lucky, the worst story would have been, Tim, if I showed up there and then he changed his mind. Yes, <laughs> yes that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Nobody to blame but me. I would have really you know screwed what? it up. Joe, Joe's thinking, you know, we had this all pretty much locked down and then somebody yeah. decided I to mean, go out there. You know, and uh, <laughs> that would have been a bad story. I didn't even think about that. I should have thought of the the, the bad outcome. So but, I, uh, but it worked the, out though. I just yeah. love the. I just trying to figure out the. Pre- you're you're in another. I assume you're in another. Ho- you're in a hotel, right? And but you're not yeah. staying there, and yeah. you're just kind of. No. You're just driving over. What's going? What are we doing for lunch? I, uh, and kind of? I think I Ubered over, but I, I said I'm here. I landed, and I said, "What are you guys doing?" I landed pretty late, and they were up, and I said, "Can I come over?" And, we're talking and you know, TV wasn't on. It was just them. And, you know, it's not, it's stuff that, uh, you, you probably do too. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about what, what our team was like. He, like I said, I didn't know him at all. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was heavy. Do you have any questions about our organization? I mean, I, I, he knew some of our players, but I didn't know him. I, I don't think he knew Steve very well. I think Steve might've coached him in an all-star game. Um, he might've had questions about how, you know, what's your guys practices like, or where do players live or, you know, how do you run things? How does your organization do things? Um, you know, because everybody's different, right? Everybody in any sport, in any organization operates uniquely, right? In their own way. So stuff like that. And then it was, and then it was questions, you know, how, 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 you know, how do you, um, you know, how do you want the next 10 years of your life to go? How, how do you, what do you want to do when you're done playing? I mean, he asked me how I got into what I do. So all types of stuff that were, I thought I thought that stuff matters. I yep. mean, like I said, I didn't realize maybe I could have really blown it. <laughs> uh, but no, then I, then you know they went the next day. They're like, you want to go get something to eat? Got some lunch, a long lunch, and talked again. And you know, it's funny that the the the, the location got a lot of attention, the Hamptons, because it's you know it's considered a posh kind of place to go and and uh, kind of um, insular and, and away from everything. But that benefited these type of discussions because nobody's there. I mean, yep. if, you, if you flew to New York city or LA or even San Francisco, the chances of sitting at a restaurant and having a conversation would have been much less. Um, so it, it was good. It's a long way to go for me from where I was. I had to go. I had to drive back from Lake Tahoe. I was in Lake Tahoe. So I drove home 4th of July day and then got on a plane the next day. Um, got to the Hamptons so that's after having uh, already been there too by the way yeah I was just there <laughs> my wife was like where are you going I said no this one's kind of important I think I should go so oh, it's it was a good brutal yeah. brutal job you've got I there. know it's so hard terrible to go back to the Hamptons, go back to the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> what was me so well, let's yeah. I just I, I'm fascinated by this I never heard that happen before and it makes so much sense but uh yeah. it, it is it is fascinating to me and, yeah and let's, let's talk well, about let me, go, ahead. go ahead no I was gonna say do you think it was 
I mean, do, do, don't you think it just makes sense though? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because like if you were if you were my confidant, would you mm-hmm. have said no, 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 don't don't do that. That's stupid. Don't don't go back I, there. I, I would have <laughs> said it's an interesting decision, but you know, you, you know, I know you, Bob, so I'm, yeah, I would know yeah. you're not going to screw it up. But it, yeah. yeah, there it, it it really is something like you could go out there and he goes, wait a minute, I don't like this guy very much. And no, then I like, honestly <laughs> didn't even think about that. that. Now I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> Oh my! Well, luckily, he, dude, he still chose us. So yeah, it's even through all the Myers night, I I'm not. And oh it sounds, it's it's much more agenty to me. You know, it's like yeah, you're yeah. making the connection. This guy's going to be someone that I want to, you know, be a yeah. part of his decision making, and I want to know what he, he's yeah. thinking, and he wants to know what I'm thinking. It it is yeah. fascinating to me. There are other yeah. general managers I could not imagine doing this. I'll put it that way. I could not have oh. imagined doing this, uh, but yeah. for, that's probably to their fault. Well, you're not this, by the way. You're not just a general manager. Now you recently got a promotion up to yeah, president. You, yeah. What's yeah, what's up with that? What's up with that? Were, you, were you threatening to it's leave or something? Were you saying that yeah. give me a title or something? I'm out of here. I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm sick of not being the president of the organization. <laughs> I I walked into Joe's office and slammed the table nah, and said, "This it. is ridiculous." Yeah. No, I um I don't know titles. Look, I'm not going to demean it. Um, it's it's validation. It's great. Um, it, but but I don't. As far as like the fulfillment of it, I love going to work. I, um, I love being around Kerr. I love being around our players, Joe and Peter, Jerry, all the people I get to work with. If my title was still general manager, I'm still as happy as I am. And Joe gives me a great opportunity to help make decisions, and we're very collaborative. And I don't want people to hear that title and think anything's changed or that I'm. Now thinking I'm smarter or better, um, it's just it was nice. I guess it's recognition, but nobody's treating me any differently, which is disappointing. <laughs> you know, They're none not- of my coworkers. Jerry's not calling me and deferring anymore. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Lenz doesn't care anymore now because my title says president, which I'm shocked. You might get more. Shocked. You might actually get more Jerry that way. Uh, I know. Well, I, I mean, I've reported this. You did get an extension, right? A correct right. contract extension. Yes. I mean, yep. just something that you wanted to make sure you extended out. The, it was going to be, I think you had two years left on your deal. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's longer than that it's, now. It's longer than that. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, it's hard. I mean, it's not hard. It's great. I grew up here uh, in the Bay Area. So for me, I don't know. It's interesting because I the Warriors have always been my team, which makes it a little complicated, but but also much more gratifying to see some of the some of the transformation uh, over the last five, six years since Joe bought the team and to be a part of that. um, Something I could have never imagined. So to consider working somewhere else, um, it's just hard. It's hard to get my mind around that, especially the way I've been treated and the people I get to work with. So it was just a just a conversation we had. I said, I don't really want to go anywhere. And Joe said, I don't want you to go anywhere. And, and luckily I work for a guy I can have good conversations with and, and talk honestly. And yeah, it was good. I mean, those are the best ones. I mean, the, the conversations that are easy and both sides want the same thing and both sides are fair. And so it was good, but I'm, uh, I'm most honestly, you may not believe me, but I'm really happy with You've been up in the Bay Area covering the Warriors for how, how many years? Just 20? 16. 16? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I really, and people don't, when I was in L.A., um, I was still a Warriors fan. And that's that's not easy when the Lakers are just a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was. It's the truth. So, uh, I, you know, I just like going to work for this team. And um, it's hard to believe I get to. And uh, it's, 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 the, it's, it's waking up and seeing – how people will come over and say, you know, I never used to watch basketball, but I like watching 
the Warriors play. Or, you know, I remember when making the playoffs was the equivalent of winning the championship. And I remember all that stuff. Yep. You know, I remember watching, remember my first Warriors game. So to feel like I can stick around for a little while is fun. I'm excited about it. Well, that's, I mean, again, I, I, I know that you certainly obey your background, but when you were an agent and you had some big time guys, that wasn't the reputation of this team. And, no. and we can, you know, I, I, there were maybe a few times you did not want your players coming here. Um, to, to go from that to where you are now, and you have, you just signed Kevin Durant. I'm sure you, you have guys taking less to come here. Uh, what, what, yeah, what's that emotion to, have, to just have that, to know where they were? And we don't need to spell it out, but you know where they were. Right, and to right. be the guy that agents are calling now and saying, I want my guy on this team. Yeah, it's, um, doesn't really feel doesn't really feel that um real Mm -hmm. to be honest but you know tim you've been covering sports a long time (laughs) Uh, it's just some of it is cyclical some of it is and 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 i think steve kerr's had a huge part in players wanting to play for steve joe lacob peter goober obviously just having jerry associated with our organization all the all the people that Joe and Peter have been able to put in places, that's what I think has changed the image. I mean, you've, you've gotten to know all these people. You've probably had them all on your podcast. (laughs) And so not, so, you know, I mean, and then, and then having the good fortune to have Larry Riley and Don Nelson and that whole group um, draft Steph Curry. I mean, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen without that guy. So I think that, uh, you know, to, to inherit him, and then you, you you put as many good people in the room as possible, and hope that somebody recognizes that and wants to be a part of it. And I think that's what actually transpired here, um, and it hopefully stays for a while. But we're not, you know, people want to compare us to the Spurs, or th- th- that's twenty years. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're hoping to be, you know, let's let's have a good five ten year run. But we have a long way to go. Um, it's fun. I think we're going in the right direction, but you have to be careful because things swing really fast in sports. Yeah. I mean, an injury, a decision. I mean, we, we, people are viewing things as going swell now, but it can change. So you got to stay humble and keep doing what you do and, uh, and, and hope that people recognize you for it, but it's, it's professional sports. It's you, you, you think you got it all figured out and then, you know, whatever it is, fate, misfortune remind you that you know we're all susceptible to a downturn so we just want to enjoy this and see how far we can take it there's one thing a little bit on the horizon the the, the talk about a new cba deal coming up uh you heard all the things you heard probably what jerry told me a couple weeks ago about calling the commissioner after the commissioner said that he didn't like the idea of super teams and what you did with durant what's your sense about are they going to try to change cba and what would your thoughts be if they tried to try to you know prevent you from keeping duran and curry and, and and doing anything else like that into the future you know i don't i don't know what's going to happen tim i don't know i know they're having conversations i don't know where they lead um but i think our leadership with adam silver and um obviously michelle roberts at the players union i think they all want the same thing uh, they want players to be treated fairly. They want every team to have an opportunity to compete, different markets to compete. And um, I think everybody honestly believes that's the best thing for the NBA. And if you look back the last 20 years, 15 years, the NBA is in a tremendous place. It's never going to be perfect. There's going to be years where, um, you know, like the Warriors were many years ago, we didn't, we didn't have a plethora of talent. Um, it seemed like every other team did. 
but, but us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's been discussion about the lottery. Is that the right way to do it? Um, nothing's perfect. I think as a general manager of a team, all you really do is uh, it's like the tax code. Somebody tells you what it is. You understand that lawyers and people have spent hours and hours negotiating it, legislating it. But you follow it and you do your best um, in this sport that's very competitive to put the best team you can out there. And I, I don't know exactly how it'll happen. I imagine, like I said, um, everybody wants parity. But every once in a while, you know, because there's a free agent period, things shift in favor of one team. And like I've said before, we've been mostly on the bad side of that mm-hmm. uh, for most of the organization's history uh, now um, with this. But but Kevin Durant was really the only free agent one that I think was was added through free agency. Um, Steph was drafted. Clay was drafted. Draymond um, Harrison and then. You know, we had him. He was great for us. Sean was free agent, but yeah. mid mid level. I mean, he could have probably gone anywhere. And then Andre, Iguodala, yeah, yeah, Iguodala was a that was that was impossible. That that yeah. was that was really hard to do. Yeah, um, we had to trade two first round picks. So I don't know. I mean, you wake up and and if you look at the team now, some people think, well, how was that team assembled? It, it was not really assembled through um, through free agency. Uh, but again, there'll be another team in five years that's you know, as good as this or where it's, it, it, it just, it goes and, and that's why the sport's so exciting. I think fans now get as excited about free agency and the yep. draft as the games, yep. you know, and I, I don't know if that's in every sport, but certainly NBA, the trade deadline is like, people get more engaged about that. I was joking. I was somebody in the media. I said, do people even care about who wins and loses yep. the games? Um, so I don't know. It's all part of it. Even this, even people want to have discussions, like you said, about CBA. So, well, I was going to say, my point is, which I made a million times, is you guys added Kevin Durant, and your your payroll is lower now yeah. <laughs> than it was last season, or it would have yeah. been without him. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, that kind, is true. I don't know how point. they I don't know how they legislate against that. So, yeah. I've taken a ton yeah. of time, but I got to ask you this one because I know yeah. uh, you and Steve exchange book ideas, and they're good ones because I I grab the books after Steve tells me about them. Uh, Bob, what's your favorite book recently? What's a What's a great oh. book you've read? Recently, recently, oh, recently! Now you threw me because okay. I was going to no, no, say no, no. all you can time. Go, you can go all time. No, you can recently, go all time. Go all time uh, well, I mentioned the book Iguodala gave me, which was very provocative and um, thoughtful between the world and be, me. Mm, yeah, yeah. By Coates. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, my book that I've always kind of revered—that's not recent, but I, I should probably read it again. And it's a—it's a book we've all read, but I think it's it's worth it again because it touches kind of every emotion. Um, and that's tale of two cities by Dickens. Obviously I just love, um, the last page of the book when it's the ultimate sacrifice, um, for all the right reasons. And I just think that's, it's like the perfect story to me. So that is probably my all timer. Um, one I recommended to Kerr that's still probably a bestseller, which I think is one of the best books I've read in the last four or five years, uh, is all the light we cannot see by yep. Anthony Doerr, yep. and that I told and Steve when I actually recommended that book to him, Margot, his wife, had already given it to him, hmm. so he was reading it, and then he read um, the um, Goldfinch, yep. that one. Yep. So you know some of the stuff that people are reading, but I uh, have you got any good ideas? I mean, is there some I'm missing? Well, I, you, I think Kurt told me you read this one bef- before the fall. He recommended that one to me about the plane crash. I have, 
I haven't read that one. Terrific. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's like the it's the best book he's ever recommended to me. That's for sure. It's before fan- the fall. Before the fall. This. It's it's a contemporary and, about uh just kind of the events around a private jet uh crashing and people before the before that and what happened after that. Really fantastic. Yeah, it's the it's, okay. It's the best book Kerr's ever re- recommended to me. No, really. Now now I owe him one and I can't come up with a good one. So all right. Well, he didn't even tell me that. I so thought now he told got... me you recommended it. It might have been something else. But, no, it uh, wasn't me. But yeah. I got one now. You finally did something. For Before the fall. If it's a bad yeah. one, it could be like me going to the Hamptons after signing Duran. Uh, you let <laughs> if me it's know. it's a bad one, but, it was nice yeah. knowing you, yeah. and I will never do a podcast again. <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. going to blame Kerr, too, by the way. No, I'm no. going to blame you, because you're recommending it. Uh, Fantastic book. I, right, I loved man. it. I loved it. But listen. Good. I'm going to do it. Bob, so, appreciate, appreciate it. The 100th episode TK yeah. show, Bob Myers. You did it. You lifted thanks, it up. Thanks, man. Hey, congratulations. I, I Thanks for asking me to do it, too. I appreciate it. Nice. Nice to you. So. Great having you. know we go way back, Bob. And I think you're a better basketball player now than you were at UCLA. Oh, my god! I do think so. Wow. That might be true. That's sad. Must mean I wasn't very good then. <laughs> good enough to go for 24 uh, against Oregon State uh, and have the yeah. my game story, though. So. Oh, man. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, Bob. All right. See okay, you soon. Thanks, thanks a lot. All right, man. Talk to you later. Okay, Everybody, it's Bob bye. Myers. Calling in for show 100. Uh, very good guy I go way back with, and every time it's a good conversation, we could go a million different ways, but just decided to kind of stick to the Warriors. I think people would want to hear the Warriors talk their ball. Here, see you. Toyota, Ford, Chevrolet, Kia, Nissan, Subaru, and Smart Buyers. Do you want more car for less? Shop and compare at South County Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Why buy an expensive Sienna or Odyssey when you can get a 2017 Chrysler Pacifica? Why get a Ram 4 when you can get a 2016 Cherokee? Jeep Renegade, $18,999. Grand Caravan, just $16,999. Jeep Patriot, for only $10,999. Wow! Why would you buy anywhere else?